You may choose any room in the house, Clara. This is your home now, Mary Davenport said to her sister after dinner. The two girls took their time wandering through the upstairs bedrooms in the vast colonial mansion. There were twenty bedrooms upstairs, although only a few of them were furnished as bedrooms, while the rest remained empty. Clara decided that she liked one room in particular. From the large windows, she could see the stable in the distance. I choose this one, she said confidently. You are in luck. It is already furnished, remarked Mary, happy to see her sister getting what she deserved for the first time. The girls had been through so much in the last weeks that this search for a proper bedroom for Clara felt like a holiday from it all. Clara had worked as a housemaid in Davenport House for many years, but now she was being recognized as the daughter of the late Mr. Davenport. Mary did not seem concerned that her newly discovered sister was an illegitimate child of their shared father. She only wanted for Clara to feel at home in the house and treated as an equal member of the family. I will move my things in this instant, Clara said excitedly about the room she chose. Tomorrow we will speak with your mother about hiring more staff. There is only Cecilia cleaning rooms now, and the workload is too much for one maid. You may borrow some of my dresses until we go into town again, said Mary. Thank you, Mary, Clara replied. This day has been a dream come true. John Smith, who was the groundskeeper for Davenport Estate, was cooking dinner in his modest farmhouse kitchen when his housemate, Dr. William Hamilton, walked in. It had been a hard day, and William looked weary as he slowly lowered himself onto a chair, looking as if every movement pained him. How is the Robinson baby? asked John Smith carefully. She will live, replied William in a low voice. I barely made it in time, John. I must set up a clinic in town. People's lives are at stake. I see. Did you inquire at the old mining office? It has been vacant since they built the new one. I did inquire, but I cannot afford the payments. I am nearly out of money, explained William, still shaken from the visit at the Robinson house. It is no wonder you are out of money. You have not charged a nickel since you came here, said John. William looked up at him. I cannot charge these people, John. It is not like Philadelphia, where the people who came into the clinic had money to spare. Here, in the country, it is much different. The Robinsons could not pay for the bandages and ointments, let alone a fee for the visit. I do not know how I am going to do this. I would not want to overstay my welcome with you either. You need not worry about that. This is your home until you have your new place. Have you talked to Miss Mary about this? She may be able to. It would not be right of me to ask her for money. She is generous enough that she might give to me whatever I ask without hesitation. I could not take advantage of such a person, William replied. You are a good soul, but you will never make the money you need if you do not charge folks for your services, John said honestly. When I first came here, I planned to open a clinic which I would also reside in to save expenses. But when I encountered the families in the country with so little means, my conscience has not let me charge them. I ended up paying for most of the medicines and supplies myself. 
and it is not only a clinic in Yorktown that is needed. It took me three hours to ride to the Robinson house tonight, and I could not help but think that I could have made more visits in less time with a motor car. I have applied for grants, but those take time. William stopped and sighed heavily. I am at least grateful that the Robinson baby will live today. John Smith was deep in thought as William spoke. They ate their dinner, and William soon fell asleep in the chair he was seated in. At Davenport House the next morning, Clara sat at the breakfast table with Mary and Abigail. Abigail was Mary's companion, who also lived in the house. Clara was wearing an afternoon dress that she borrowed from Mary that day. Clara was taller than Mary, so the dress was short on her. But Clara did not seem to mind, as she enjoyed every delectable bite of breakfast. 